0: Everybody, this is Mary.
1: And this is Daryl.
0: Welcome back to Cutie Chat podcast, where you'll find all things quarantine and pandemic related. We talk about what's in the news, politics. We talk about current affairs, music, art, uh, movies, what we're up to, different observations that we're making, uh, holidays that we like to observe. This is your one-stop shop for motivation, inspiration, and everything in between. Welcome back to today's episode where we are going to do a deep dive and just have a conversation about Juneteenth. There is no format. There is no outline. We just going to just kind of go and just rave for a bit and just talk about, you know, our different experiences and and our perspective on it. So Daryl, I'm going to hand it over to you to kick this thing off.
1: So I'll just start with my own personal um, experience with Juneteenth. And I'll say probably, you know, we'll start with the year of the pandemic uh, when Juneteenth became most noticeable because uh, there was so much going on around the time. There was uh, George Floyd who had gotten murdered. There was Ahmaud Arbery who had gotten uh, murdered. Uh, there was Breonna Taylor who had gotten murdered. There was other... We're not going to go through all the names, but... Um, a it was a lot. A lot of murder. And, you know, as a, as a black person, we were, you know... In addition to the the pandemic, it was very, very tense. And more Black history started coming out um, that we hadn't even known about. Um, You know, shows like Lovecraft Country on HBO kind of brought forward a lot of uh, history that hadn't been known. And so, like, when I even think back to the year before the pandemic, 2019, um, I mean... Juneteenth was very was just like a Black person holiday. Mm-hmm. It mainly was, in the South. Yeah, mainly and in, and in prior to 2019, it it was it was like as even as a Black person, it was like nobody cares about it. You know, not enough people around us. You know. Nobody cared if we said happy Juneteenth. You didn't get a bunch of likes on social media. You know, right. it was, you know, some people might have, you know, like I said, known about it. You know, my family, me and Mary, both our families actually are from Mississippi. And it's not a very big holiday in Mississippi, you know, at least not in our areas. It, you know, it originated in Galveston, Texas, because that's where the uh, troops, uh, that's where they touched down. That's where they sailed. You know, they landed in Galveston to enforce uh, the end of the uh, Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation, which had been issued uh, two years prior. So, yeah, the Emancipation Proclamation issued two years prior, and the Civil War had ended two months prior to uh, slavery being enforced. Uh, end of slavery being enforced in Galveston, Texas. And that happened on Ju- June 19th, 1865, or uh, which is Juneteenth.
0: Right. And just to piggyback on what Daryl said, you know, he's right. Like, um, I think my first introduction to the actual term Juneteenth came when I was in college. Um, I had some friends in college who were from the South, uh, Arkansas, Texas, you know, like that. And I remember them telling me over the summer, oh, yeah, you know, they're having a big parade down here for Juneteenth. And I was like, what's that? And it was like, oh, it's just a black holiday. Um, And and that was the extent of it. It, I I mean, we didn't get a big history. We didn't delve into, like, a really big history about what Juneteenth was. It was like, oh, it's a black holiday for black people down in the South. So that was my initial introduction into it. And like Daryl said, um, with a lot of the just, I think racial and civil tensions that brewed last year. Um, I don't know if we could say it's a good thing, but one noticeable thing that came out of being everybody being on lockdown is that everybody was at home, in front of their TVs, on their phones, focused, and all the things that a lot of us as Black people have been saying for so many years, finally people were listening. Finally people were seeing it and hearing it and believing it and... You know, George Floyd's murder rang throughout the entire world. I mean, there were people in Asian countries, Indian countries, European countries, marching in the streets. And it's like, it was a tinderbox, but it also ignited, I guess we would say like a modern civil rights movement, like Mm -hmm. for 2020. Because, and, 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 and in that same vein, when Juneteenth came around, more people were way receptive to the holiday, understanding it. Realizing that even after the emancipation was enacted by Abe Lincoln, it still took two years for it to actually be enforced. Mm-hmm. And 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 we're not naive at all. We do we do realize that slavery probably and, I, and and this is something we probably could all stand to look up or read. I'm sure that slavery in that in that sense of slavery probably still went on for a while. Like, but in terms of people being held accountable or being punishable by law to to hold people enslaved, that was enforced. But, you know, from the slave's perspective, if I'm born into this and this is all I know, I'm sure there were some slaves who probably still chose to live on the plantation because it's the only world they ever knew. And, you know, maybe this is a good segue into the reality is that slavery and maybe physically picking cotton ended but we, what we learned from watching that documentary 13th that Ava DuVernay produced and directed is that slavery never really technically ended. It just evolved and it transformed into what is now the uh, prison industrial complex. And, and, and it's privatized prisons is essentially slavery.
1: Well, yeah. And that's what the 13th Amendment documentary uh, highlights is that um, first of all, uh, the constitution was originally written with black people and slaves not counting as a full person black people were counted as three-fifths of a person so right. uh, livestock. We, we were accounted as property right. uh, essentially and uh, the 13th amendment uh, allowed for uh, I don't want to misquote exactly the terminology for it but it, there was an exception in there that said, unless this person has been found, uh, you know, guilty of a crime. Right. So that's like the, the asterisk that says there's no more slavery Except, unless they fall into this category. Right. And what happened was, uh, that gave the people that wanted to hold on to slavery, just everything that they needed to continue slavery, even through until today. Right. And so that you know the 13th amendment it was like and then the 14th amendment was the equal rights uh, amendment which was supposed to actually like guarantee equal rights uh for everybody but it just doesn't get enforced unless it's uh unless it's challenging court and the 14th amendment is like one of the best ways to win an equal rights lawsuit but that's getting in the weeds but um Yeah, it's like it was sneakily allowed still in the and it is sneakily still allowed in the Constitution. Right. And I just I wanted to also highlight um, as I was remembering back, uh, Blackish, the show that used to be on uh, I believe Channel Seven. I believe. NBC. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So Blackish had a whole episode devoted to Juneteenth, and they explained it. Better than anybody else that I had seen prior to then, and I believe when I first saw that that was where I actually felt like I understood it like explained to me because it's not taught in school you know that's it's this is a holiday, this is a recognition that is not uh institutionalized until now,
0: well, that brings up a really another good point because. For anybody on the outside or anybody who doesn't understand the full scope of this conversation, that's why a lot of black people are still very upset. And that's why you see people saying free-ish, because yes, you have the private prisons, but then there are a lot of people asking for certain legislation to be passed that will address how... African Americans are police in this country. There's uh, an act right now on the table to prevent um, schools. Uh, like, right now there's this huge debate about at teaching the actual, like, teaching the actual history and everything that actually happened to the Africans that were brought over here. There's a huge debate about even letting that enter textbooks and be taught in school. And so, while it, it was historical and necessary for the bill to be signed and passed by President Biden and his administration and we're grateful for that because there is an acknowledgement that is literally the tip of the iceberg in terms of all these broader issues and we, Daryl and I both in our late 30s, early 40s we were not formally taught Juneteenth we were not f- formally taught about the Greenwood massacre and Black Wall Street and all these really important historical moments in history that define American culture. It's not african American history it's american history it's, a, it's the. it's the it's American culture and let me just jump in yeah, really quick yeah. just, <laughs>
1: just put a pinpoint, and we are also now finding out that the reason why I wasn't taught is because there were certain books that did teach this that included everything in it. And guess what? Those books were burned. Yeah. yeah, book burning happened in the United States, as well as Nazi Germany. Right. So that's also coming out. Right. You the the United the America that we love and cherish the quote unquote make America great again America was burning the truth, right. burning books.
0: Right. And so that's why this this episode is really important because you know on Juneteenth we decided to, um, we went out and we made a video. We acknowledged Juneteenth um, and it was a day of intentionality for us. That's how we chose to spin it. Uh, But we understand that, you know, recognizing Juneteenth as a holiday is literally just one. It's an important step, but it's only one step in the broader conversation and the broader picture in terms of talking about black people and our rights and, our access and just being able to feel like we can exist without preconditions or without predeterminations of who we are and what we are and what we'll do and what we won't do. Because that is so ingratiated in our culture. We can show up to a situation fully prepared, fully degreed, fully experienced, but because we are black it's an automatic disadvantage because there's a built-in assumption of what we will and what we won't do and who we are. And, you know, one of the benefits of this podcast for us is we feel that it's necessary, important to just highlight some of these type of conversations and dialogues and just give you a perspective from Black people. Because, you know, we know that people listen to us in other countries and in America and our families and friends. But the truth is we wanted to start this podcast because even navigating the pandemic like all the disparities in terms of how the way that everything was handled and the impact it had on the black community and a lot of the black people were essential workers they were the people delivering food and the people working as cashiers and the people less likely to be able to have the best quality medical care because they didn't have insurance and so it all ties in And like I said, Juneteenth is significant, but the conversation definitely has to progress beyond this.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, there is you know, there is still yet slavery, and you know, especially private prisons need to go down. The prison system needs to go down. Institutionalized slavery needs to go down. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are still living in slavery. So there is still a lot of work to be done, but, um, you know a lot you know black people felt gaslighted because our our voices weren't heard, our concerns weren't heard, we were minimalized, you know, um, why is there a black history? There should just be history right History should just include all of history right you know it's it it is you know, and this is bringing about what is white history? white history is a history that's been. Uh, vigorously hidden that that is true and um you know there's so there's always been even the acknowledgement of our pain and this is the first this is a, a, a the first step in a long time on a national level um it it symbolizes the acknowledgement even that there was this two-month gap between the end of the Civil War and slavery actually the end of slavery being enforced, and that the the two-month gap between the Civil War and then the two-year gap when the between the Proclamation being made and it actually being uh, you know acknowledged. Right. Black people have just wanted to be people. You know, we want to live in a country that the base the base document of the country. Doesn't, you know, have us as three fifths of a person that needs to be changed. Right. You know that. You know
0: it's infuriating. Why Why
1: can't you just be a person right. coming in the door?
0: And when we think about cancel culture, and when we talk about all these things being canceled or reevaluated, and I'm not minimizing it, but we we're talking about um reevaluating Mr. Potato Head and reevaluating cartoons and reevaluating Dr. Seuss and for all the people that have their concerns there is merit in it. But as a black person, we need to reevaluate our constitution because the fact that there had to be ratifications and amendments to say, okay, black people are a hundred percent, you know, human, they're not property, they're not cattle, they're not livestock, you know, we need a constitution that 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 can say that you if you're an, born into America, a United States citizen, regardless of race, from birth to death, yes, you are a person, like can we have a conversation about canceling that
1: yeah, like our own history with uh the Tuskegee experiments and being you know test test experiments unbeknownst to us, yeah, and then still being uh you know forced to you know just blindly accept whatever's these, whatever out. out there yeah. uh we're not going to go into that too far but you know it's it's black people have have never you know our accomplishments and ourselves you know we we just want to be recognized as as people you know as people you know why why does civility have to be uh, fought for right. <laughs> it's, it's you know
0: prime example Shikari Richardson like this girl came out, blew her, um, what was it? The World Championships, Olympic mm-hmm. Trials, out of yeah. the water.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: how much coverage was on her hair and her nails mm-hmm. and the fact that her mother died. Like, why do we always have to have all these other factors that have absolutely nothing to do with the person's accomplishments or their merit have to be a part of the dialogue or conversation? Like, it, it just is so tiring. It's so frustrating. She was a black no, she was a woman who managed... No, she was an athlete who went out, did what she sought to do, and she's going to the Olympics. That's it. That's all.
1: Yeah. So, it's, you know... As we say, we, we're we glad that we have this uh, podcast where you can at least... You can hear from, you know, from the ground. Hear from us. Hear from two people that are living and that are still living and still pushing forward and right you know just sharing with you our experiences you know straight from our mouths and i'm pretty sure a lot of you can if not relate you know just from what you've seen but just from your own lives and just from wherever you are uh knowing that injustice goes on in all different forms and in all different uh places but those of us that you know, are against injustice, we just have to continue to push forward, you know, uh, progress happens in small steps. And that's what Juneteenth being a holiday, nationally recognized holiday represents, right, you know, it went from um, even us not being that aware of it, to the whole country now being aware of it, you know, in a matter of years. And so
0: that is progress. We will, when progress happens, we'll acknowledge that because it's not all just stagnation. But, you know, obviously there's an indictment and there is a call for more and real, tangible change that just needs to occur, that has to occur. Because yeah. we, we've earned that right and we deserve it. And we, we just want to live with the same privilege that everybody else gets a chance to live with.
1: And now that we know better, we know more than our previous generation. We have to do better. Yeah. You know, they fought for us to get education. They fought for us to have a better life. To vote. So that, you know, our children and our children's children don't have to put up with the same things. So So that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. We have to figure out what role we all can individually play to make sure that moments like Juneteenth as a bill being passed can continue. So that is it for our episode. It was it was very emotion-filled because it's a very emotional thing for us. But we thank you for joining us. We thank you for listening. Please find us wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely follow us at Cutie Chat Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Like, comment, share. And it's been real, y'all. It's Mary signing out.
1: And this is Daryl. See you next time.